Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Monday, September 11th. President Joe Biden is back in the United States after his brief trip abroad, and he comes home to a very, very busy desk of priorities. On this day of remembrance and reflection, 22 years since those horrific terrorist attacks on the United States, there is always an intersection of politics, foreign policy, a vision for America's role in the world that intersects with all those remembrances and tributes to the heroes of that day and to the victims and their families from that day. And today was no different in that regard. President Biden, who is on his way home from Asia, was scheduled to be in Alaska to commemorate September 11th this year, not at any of the traditional three sites of the terrorist attack. And in Alaska, President Biden had this to say. Never forget, never forget, we never forget. Each of us, each of those precious lives stolen too soon. I'm just returning from the G20 summit in India. These trips are a central part of how we're going to ensure the United States is flanked by the broadest array of allies and partners who will stand with us and deter any threat to our security. To build a world that is safer for all of our children, something that today of all days we're reminded of is not a given. But those terrorists could not touch what no force, no enemy, no day ever could. And that is the soul of America. Vice President Harris was at the commemoration up in New York at the site of the World Trade Center. Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida was there as well. We also know that Vivek Ramaswamy was commemorating September 11th. He was in high school when the terrorist attacks occurred. He was scheduled to attend a remembrance event this evening in New York. Nikki Haley, for her part, appeared on Fox News Radio today, and she took a pretty clear political swipe at Joe Biden, the incumbent president, for not being at one of the traditional sites of 9-11 remembrance on this day. Well, I think the American spirit always needs to take priority, period. You're in Vietnam. That's not a democracy. You need to be in America. That is a democracy. You need to acknowledge something that happened that was horrific. That's why you're there. That's what an American president does is just remind people about the spirit, the resilience, what it means. Obviously, 9-11 changed the course of so many things in America. And one thing was clearly America's foreign policy. George W. Bush, president at the time of the terrorist attacks, reoriented America's foreign policy posture. And that led to the two wars in Afghanistan and in Iraq. And obviously, we are now in a period that is looking at what Americans' foreign policy and posture towards the world should be after those two wars. And there's a debate even within the Republican Party on that. There's not uniformity at all 
among the Republicans seeking the GOP presidential nomination. And that, too, is on display today as people flesh out their visions for America's role in the world. As for President Biden, his attendance in New Delhi at the G20 and then his additional trip in Vietnam had China and the rise of China and the adversarial nature of the U.S. and China relations sort of as a humming subtext to everything that was going on throughout this trip. It's not about isolating China. It's about making sure the rules of the road, everything from airspace and and space in the ocean is the international rules of the road are abided by. I, I want to see China succeed economically, but I want to see them succeed by the rules. For that G20 summit in India, neither President Xi of China nor Russian President Vladimir Putin attended. By the way, that marked the first time that Xi missed a G20 since taking office in 2012. World leaders managed to agree on a joint statement laying out shared views on climate change and economic development, but it stopped short of explicitly condemning Russia's invasion of Ukraine. In a reflection of the fractures that exist among G20 nations, the statement acknowledged, quote, there were different views and assessments of the situation. While Ukraine criticized that statement, here's what President Biden had to say about it on Sunday. There was sufficient agreement in the room on the need for just for a just and lasting peace that upholds the principles of the U.N. Charter and respects sovereignty and territorial integrity. Now, as you know from the recent polling that we discussed last week on the podcast, there is clear concern both among Americans broadly and among Democrats about Joe Biden's age. He's the oldest man to hold the job. He's running for reelection and asking for an additional four years, a renewal of his contract, if you will. He'd be 86 at the end of a second term. And questions about his stamina, his capacity are front and center in the minds of voters. That's pretty clear. So one of the things that the White House likes to point out, these foreign trips are an opportunity, they believe, to show Biden's stamina. For instance, his Marathon Monday included four separate meetings with Vietnamese leaders, a state luncheon, and a visit to the site honoring the late Senator John McCain, where he was shot down by the North Vietnamese in 1967, and then, of course, imprisoned in the country. You may recall last week, his campaign put out an ad highlighting his trip to Ukraine from a few months back that took hours and hours on a train in each direction. And the fortitude that the president had on display showed pictures of him with Zelensky in Kiev, all not just about foreign policy, but clearly also just as an image portrayal of a president who has the stamina to do the job. One big takeaway for the president was a significant agreement he got at the G20, a new project connecting India to the Middle East and Europe with a new transit corridor. This project would directly challenge China's own efforts to expand global trade. One of the incidents that happened on the trip that feeds this narrative of a staff managing a president where there are concerns about images of his age and stamina and the like was that Corinne Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, seemed to abruptly end the press conference that the president was holding in Hanoi. At that point, he had taken five questions uh, from the press. He eventually took a couple more. Here was Biden's perspective on it all on Sunday. But I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I'm going to go to bed. So what 
the stamina and concern about capacity poll numbers get at, and they're real, you see the concern is there, is all this Democratic hand-wringing about whether or not Biden is the right candidate for the party to put forward for re-election. Now, other than Marion Williamson and RFK Jr., who don't seem to have real traction among Democrats, Joe Biden is the only option at the moment. Listen to California Governor Gavin Newsom, widely seen as somebody with presidential dreams and aspirations, if not for 2024, perhaps for 2028. He was on Meet the Press on NBC this weekend, and he basically chided Democrats to stop with the hand-wringing. And the filing deadlines are quickly coming to pass, and I think we need to move past this notion that he's not going to run. President Biden is going to run, and we're looking forward to getting him reelected. I think there's been so much wallowing in the last few months and hand-wringing in this respect, uh, but we're gearing up for the campaign. We're looking forward to it. And by the way, the focus of the 2024 presidential election was not just for observers back at home looking at Biden's trip. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said that the 2024 election did arise as a topic of conversation among world leaders in New Delhi during Biden's time there on the ground. Now, they're keenly watching what's happening in America. They see Donald Trump dominating on the Republican side and perhaps the most likely Republican to become the nominee at this point. And they see the polls that show a likely very close general election yet again in 2024. So it's not just sort of the domestic parochial interests where politics is at play on a president's foreign trip. It is also clearly on the minds of our allies, our adversaries. And as President Biden is trying to get his vision for America's role in the world put in place, those partners he's working with are clearly wondering if he is going to be the person that they are working with far into the future or if they are going to be dealing with another American president in pretty quick fashion. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.